Well, hey there. Good afternoon. Today is August 8, 2017, and you are listening to your weekly Skinny with Jesus. My name is Bevan Caramello, and I'm so glad you're on this call with us today. Welcome. We are in the last stretch of our short and sweet summer series called, quite simply, What God is Showing Me This Week. And that's what it is. I'll give you some of the scripture I've been reading this week, along with a little bit about what God has been teaching me from it. And then my challenge for you is to go even further in your own time with God this week. Okay, so turn with me to Genesis chapter 16. Okay, I want you guys to make time today or tomorrow to read this whole chapter. Okay, the whole chapter is only 16 verses. Genesis chapter 16, 16 verses. It will only take you about 10 minutes, and it is packed with so many powerful messages. I've been blown away by how many different things God has brought to mind this week from this short chapter and just the way that he's been working on me in um, little ways and subtle ways from different verses throughout this chapter. So um, do that in the next couple of days. And before you read it, I want you to pray, okay? It's a great habit to get into. Pray every time before you read your Bible. Ask God to open your eyes to what he wants you to see in his word and ask him to give you wisdom and understanding, okay? Because you're going to get so much more from his word, Um if he's the one providing you with the knowledge that's coming from it, okay? Luke, in fact, Luke um, chapter 24, verse 45 tells us, um, says, then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. And that is talking right there about Jesus actually opening the minds of the disciples so that they could understand some of the truth that had been written about him in the Old Testament. It says he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. Ask God to open your mind. Okay? That's biblical. He wants to be there with us in it. It's all about relationship. Okay? Now, turn with me to Genesis chapter 16. Today, we are going to focus on verses 8 through 13. Okay? I'm going to read them here quickly for us, and then we'll get into just a little bit of the takeaways that God laid on my heart this week. So starting with verse 8, it says, The angel of the Lord found Hagar near a spring in the desert. It was the spring that is beside the road to Shur. Sorry, that was verse 7. Now verse 8. And he said, Hagar, servant of Sarai, where have you come from and where are you going? I'm running away from my mistress, Sarai, she answered. Then the angel of the Lord told her, go back to your mistress and submit to her. The angel added, I will so increase your descendants that they will be too numerous to count. The angel of the Lord also said to her, you are now with child and you will have a son. You shall name him Ishmael, for the Lord has heard of your misery. He will be a wild donkey of a man. His hand will be against everyone and everyone's hand against him. And he will live in hostility toward all his brothers. Verse 13, she gave this name to the Lord who spoke to her. You are the God who sees me. For she said, I have now seen the one who sees me. 
Okay, so much here for us. So much here for us. It seems just uh, so simple, but I really think deep in the scripture, there's a lot um, there to, to, that's just waiting for us. Um, starting with verse 8. Again, the, the servant, the angel of the Lord says to Hagar, Hagar, servant of Sarai, where have you come from and where are you going? As I read this chapter throughout the week, you know, it, it just, it clicked in my mind. God is saying, what's behind you and what's in front of you, right? What's your past? What's your future? And I love this because he knows the answers to both of those questions. He created us. He knows every hair on our head. He knows every step that we'll take. Every breath that we take, he provides it for us. But I love that this angel asks her, where have you come from and where are you going? And I think the reason here is because he wants her to be very aware. He's very clear. God is concerned about both. He's concerned about our past and our future. He knows the things that we struggle with from our past, the things that have hurt us, the things that have grieved us, the things we're wrestling with, struggling with, the things that have brought us the greatest joy and the greatest triumphs in our lives. He knows all of that that makes us who we are. And he also says, where are you going? Where are you headed? What are you going to do with it? What's your future? And then verse 9 says, Then the angel of the Lord told her, Go back to your mistress and submit to her. Okay, Sarai had been was being really cruel to Hagar because Sarai had basically he'd given her to her husband, Abraham. And then when because she didn't think she could have kids, even though God had promised her she would. And then when Hagar became pregnant, she became jealous and angry and she regretted the choice that she had made to ask her husband to sleep with another woman. Imagine that, right? But I think what God is saying in this verse here, when we see in verse 9, he says, go back to your mistress and submit to her. I think the interesting thing to me here was that he sent her back to where she came from. Okay? So here she is. She's struggling. She's battling through all this. He knows where she's come from, and he knows where she's headed. He sends her back. Her circumstances didn't change. But her posture had to. He didn't change her circumstances. He says, go back to where you came from. But he says, submit. Do this differently. So even though he didn't change her circumstances, he asked her to change her posture. He asked her to change her behavior. He asked her to submit. It's one of the hardest words in the world for us, right? Especially in this world around us that says we are supposed to um, control everything and have power in everything. We're supposed to be the boss of everything. We're supposed to, you know, own our own destinies and, and all of this stuff. And, and God's telling Hagar, he says, go back to those circumstances that you don't want to be in and then submit to the one who is actually mistreating you. And then he goes on to tell her in verse 10, I will so increase your descendants that they will be too numerous to count. So he doesn't just ask her to go back and deal with all this for nothing. 
he, he tells her, your obedience is going to be followed by my blessing. But it's key that we recognize here that God's blessing followed Hagar's obedience. The obedience came first, right? The blessing, and then I think it's important too to recognize too that the blessing wasn't necessarily promised to change her life or her circumstances that much, but it drastically changed her children's and her grandchildren's and all of her descendants. He makes a great nation out of her from Ishmael and all of the children that would flow from him. So big takeaway there in verse 10, I think, is that God's blessing followed Hagar's obedience. We have to remember so often our obedience comes first. We have to do what God has told us to do. We have to do what he's telling us to do, what he's called us to do. Even when we don't understand it, and when we don't agree with it, and when we don't like it, even when our circumstances are, are awful. Okay, let's move on to verse 13. Oh, this one's such a good one. It says, she gave this name to the Lord who spoke to her. You are the God who sees me. For she said, I have now seen the one who sees me. You guys, we serve a God who sees us. Do we realize it? Do we, do we really believe it? We serve a God who sees us deep in our mess, right where we are. He sees us first, right? Because he chooses us. He chooses to come close, chooses to look upon us. And we are then able to see him. He comes to us and we respond by wanting to see more of him, to know more of him. So today my question for us is this. What are you running from? What do you need to leave behind? And who are you running to? Who are you running toward? Is it God? And then are we willing to submit to whatever he's asked of us? to surrender our desires for our circumstances, right? Our desires for what we wish things were, what we think our life should look like, what we think things should be. Are we willing to surrender all of that, all of those ideas? And then instead, just trust in his plan for our lives. And then lastly, and do you and, and do I trust the one who sees me? Do I trust him to be in this, whatever the circumstances are, with me and for me? Okay, will you pray with me? Father God, we just praise you, Lord, the one who sees us. We praise you right now, Lord, for that truth, for being the God who sees us, the God who comes close, the God who is right here in it with us. And Lord, we just confess that so often we doubt your goodness. We doubt that you really hear our cries for help. We doubt that you see our pain, see our struggles. We doubt, Lord, that you 
that were really that significant to you, that you really have a plan to give us a hope and a future. Lord, forgive us for our doubt. Forgive us for our unbelief because your word tells us otherwise. Your word is so clear. You are in this with us. You see us. You love us. And you want us to cry out to you. And you want us to trust you. And maybe most importantly, Lord, you want us to surrender our plans and our desires and instead trust in you and you alone, in your plans and your desires for us. Lord, I ask that you would give us the strength and the endurance to run this race. Lord, I pray that you would just give us what we need for each day, Lord, so that we can live the life you are calling us to live, so that we can know you more. And Lord, this week, as we dive in even further, would you give us wisdom and understanding? Would you open our eyes to your scriptures, Lord, so that we can see what it is that you have for us, Father God? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Well, thank you, Skinny Peeps. I'm so glad that you were here with me today. We meet right here every Tuesday at 2 o'clock. That's Central Standard Time. You are welcome. And if you have not added yourself to our weekly Skinny Facebook page, I encourage you to do that. I post these calls there so you can listen to them online. Um, really easy to get to just underneath the files tab in our weekly skinny Facebook page. All those calls are listed there so you can go back and catch up on any calls you may have missed. You're also welcome to invite any friends or family or team members that you have that you think might want to join us. Like I said, all are welcome. That truly means all. Uh, your, your weekly skinny with Jesus, I like to joke that it's for anyone who has skin. Okay, so um, if you haven't already joined our Weekly Skinny Facebook page. Just search Weekly Skinny in Facebook and then add yourself there. And until next Tuesday, I will be praying for each of you. I I do pray um, over the members of the Weekly Skinny team, even the ones I don't know. Maybe I've never even met you or maybe I don't even know your name because you listen anonymously through um, the playback that's good for a week. Um, but I, I do pray for you and God knows every need. And so I will be praying that God blesses you and yours. And I look forward to being back with you next Tuesday at two. Bye now.